Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. One of the patterns I've seen often from people struggling in recovery is after the initial emotional boost from escaping from addiction wears off, there comes a point in many people's recovery where they fall into a lull where life seems just to be dull. And then the thought creeps into their head where they start thinking, is this really all there is? Most of these people are simply not drinking and have settled into a routine that does not match the life they are capable of living, a life filled with joy, excitement, and fulfillment. They simply have settled for just being sober. So how do we recognize this stage? What are the reasons that we tend to gravitate towards settling? And what can we do to get out of that rut? Well, that is what we're going to talk about today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. I have a quote that I keep on my fridge that says, Spring is past, summer has gone, and that song that I meant to sing remains unsung, for I've spent my days stringing and unstringing my instrument. That was from a poet whose name I'm probably going to butcher, Rabindranath Tagore. In researching this quote some more, I found it was part of a much larger writing of poems he had done. He was middle-aged at the time and realized that he'd let half of his life go by without fully chasing his dreams and following his heart. In reading more of his writings, one line in his writing that hit home for me is when he says, There is the agony of wishing in my heart. One of the most painful times in my recovery was on the morning of my fifth anniversary of drinking. I don't know why, but for some reason I felt like I was going to wake up five years sober and feel completely different. Like there was a special level of the game of life that I was going to unlock and I was finally going to feel fulfilled. But I woke up that morning and nothing was different. And that made everything worse. The reason I didn't feel different is because nothing changed. At this point, I have lived a life where I just kept settling. I long felt at that point that AA wasn't the right path for me, but I still kept going to several meetings a week simply because that was what I was taught to do. I lived in a city and a state that I hated and was paying the mortgage on a house I settled for because I wanted the title of being a homeowner and it was all that I could afford at the time. I just got dumped by a girl who was far from the type of relationship I wanted, yet I still wanted her back, and I felt stuck in a dead-end job that I did not like. And up to this point, I was doing nothing to change any of it. I had simply settled for a life that I was not happy with. So how did I get there? There were several reasons, but the first is what I will call settling in the name of gratitude. Now, I'm a huge fan of focusing on gratitude, so this isn't a dig at being grateful. However, gratitude could often be used as a mask to excuse settling for something when we know we are capable of more. Let me give you an example. When I first got sober, I was finding getting work in my old career field hard. For most of my career, I've been a software developer. Due to my drinking, my resume was very spotty, including a huge multiple-year gap of not only no employment in my field, but also no verifiable employment at all because I was bartending under the table. 
Because of this, I knew I would need to take a temporary ego hit and apply for jobs I was overqualified for. Even with this, it still took a while until I finally found a company that was willing to take a chance on me. I was offered a mid-level programmer job, which was far from the responsibilities and salary of many of the senior-level jobs I had in the past. When I talked to my sponsor at the time about the job offer, I told him that this would be a great opportunity for me to build my skills back up, get some recent job experience on my resume, and hopefully resume my career and open up new opportunities in the future. He looked at me and told me that by looking into the future, I was not being grateful for what I had. In fact, in much of my time in AA, when I would try to talk about parts of my life that I was not happy with and that I wanted more, I was told that I was being ungrateful. Eventually, in an effort to stop being ungrateful, I simply just stopped wanting more. This isn't about not being happy with what we have and always chasing more of everything. You could be grateful for what you have and still strive for more. I'm a big believer in showing your gratitude. So for that job I was offered and ended up accepting, I was extremely grateful to the manager who gave me that job. I didn't spend my days sitting at my desk being angry that I used to make more money and looking for the next opportunity. I showed up every day and made sure that the company I worked for was going to get massive value out of the risky investment they made in me. Wanting more from yourself, your life, your environment, and the people around you isn't a lack of gratitude. We could still be grateful for where we are and still want to strive for more. But that was only one small piece of the puzzle. The biggest factor I see when we tend to settle is the unwillingness to step out of our comfort zone. The nice little place where everything is comfortable, but often not fulfilling. Our comfort zones appear safe, it's known, and it's predictable. But there's a catch. Growing rarely happens in our comfort zone, and it almost always is an incredibly boring place to hang out. Many people struggle with the idea that sobriety is boring. If that is you right now, look at your days. Are you doing anything new, or are you sitting in your own comfort zone day after day? Now ask yourself, is your comfort zone even comfortable? Or like the poet I quoted earlier said, is there an agony of wishing in your heart? So if our comfort zones are holding us back and they're not all that comfortable to begin with, why do we stay stuck in them? For me, it's often the fear of failure. That is one of the most powerful forces that keeps so many people from fulfilling their dreams. Settling becomes a defense mechanism from the perceived pain of failing. I hit a roadblock a few months ago. One of my dreams is to consolidate the dozens of notebooks of writings over the years and create a course to help people discover their own recovery journeys. I purchased a course from one of the leaders in online teaching which would help me create a curriculum and build out this course. I was flying through the course until I got to the part where I was supposed to begin the early stages of marketing the course and I completely froze. You see, I like the idea of creating a course. I love the thought of helping even more people than I could handle when people reach out to me one-on-one. I have evidence that many people want something like this as I've had many of you reach out asking me if I offered a course or even coaching. However, whenever I thought about launching it, all those positive thoughts vanished. I imagined zero people signing up. I envisioned people sending me messages saying things like, Who do you think you are? I thought about my friends and family asking me how my launch went and me having to tell them it was a complete failure. And all of those thoughts completely halted my progress. Often when I'm stuck like this, I go somewhere quiet to think. 
Living in Arizona, I usually hop in my truck and head out to the desert for a long drive. In doing this, it appeared that what was blocking me was obvious, which was the fear of failing. But then a thought occurred to me. By stopping chasing my dream, I was committing to the ultimate failure, which is quitting. If I was afraid of failure, I would actually push through this. It wasn't failure that I was afraid of. It was the judgment of others I was actually afraid of. Not just people that would judge me if I failed, but also the people that would judge me even if I succeeded. Now, this brings up the last point of why so many of us settle, and that is because we're allowing society to influence the life we lead. This could be society as a whole and what is considered success by the society we live in. But often, it's our smaller societies that are holding us back. It's often the people in our lives. All of these things are a powerful, silent force that often guides many of our life choices. They are the driving forces that push us to conform to certain accepted norms. And conformity breeds settling. Famous self-help guru Jim Rohn said, We are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. It is why you see people who refuse to change their environment when they get sober almost always relapse. Are the people in your life encouraging you to chase your dreams or are they pulling you back into a collective comfort zone every time you step out of it? Settling is contagious, but so is chasing dreams. You just need to be around the people who have what you want to catch. So if we're stuck in a rut, how do we get out of it? The first thing is recognizing it. You don't have to drive out to the desert like I do, but find a quiet place where you could be undisturbed and sit and just listen to your heart. When you listen, you'll start to hear what your heart desires. Now be prepared. Your mind's going to butt in and start talking too. You'll probably recognize many of the things we talked about in this podcast when your mind fires up. This is when it'll get uncomfortable and you may have the desire to distract yourself by doing something like grabbing your phone. But resist that urge. Allow your mind to quiet again and go back to listening to your heart. Once your heart speaks to you, the next step is to follow your heart. Imagine what your life would be like if you chased and achieved your dreams and how that would feel. A dream without a plan will always just be a dream, though, so I would suggest taking immediate action for how you could start today. What is one small step you could take right now to create momentum? And finally, it is important to be accountable. Tell someone about your dream and what steps you're going to take, which is especially helpful if you hit a roadblock. I am a strong advocate of practicing what I preach, so I will do that right now. I shared my dream of building a course with you already, but I also mentioned I got stuck. I have started again, but the dates I have set for my goals I've kept to myself still for many of the fears that I've mentioned throughout this podcast. But it is time for me to be accountable. I'm going to launch my course, complete with live group coaching, by July 1st this year. In fact, if you are listening to this podcast right now, put that date in your calendar. And if I don't have the course launched by then, email me and I will give you a coupon code to get it for free when it launches late, along with a free year of group coaching, even if I am one day late of launching that day. Accountability could be a very powerful driver. And for me, I know once I commit to something to another person, I'm going to do that. In fact, until I committed just a second ago to you guys, July 1st was just a nice soft future target date I was going to try to hit. But now, I know it's a reality. So as I wrap up this episode, I challenge you to do the same. If you have a dream that is in your heart that you have not yet chased, 
I challenge you to email me your commitment at tim at soberandhappy.com. Tell me what you're going to do, and more importantly, when you're going to do it. Then, all you have to do is go out and chase it. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. This week, I want you to think of one person that you think will benefit from listening to this episode and send it to them. Be the person who plants a positive seed in someone else's life. You never know how much it could impact them. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy. 